Here we go. Are you ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific to the Omega Man Radio Network with your host, Shannon Ray Davis. Omega Man Radio is taking enemy territory for Jesus Christ, Yahshua preaching the gospel of the Messiah, and ministering in deliverance and miracle healing. Add some great guest interviews, and you have the recipe for fresh oil for the airwaves. Tune in at OmegaManRadio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's awesome to be here with you tonight, and we're bringing to you from the Gold Coast of Australia, my good friend, Minister Peter Whiffen. Peter, welcome back. How are you doing, my brother? Hey. <laughs> Good you be okay? You're coming through good. All right. Nice to be here. How you? How you going? Man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, too. Same to you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> how fast did that go past? Brother, it flew by. We're already into February. What happened to January? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I feel like I'm um, in this world, but not of this world, the way the time goes past. That's right. Amen. You know, every every day that passes by... You know, one day closer to us getting to the finish line. Amen. Amen. We're, we're all going to be having that big old party up there soon, and uh, then we'll be back here. That's right. Doing some business. That's right. I'm excited, my brother. I'm excited to have you on tonight. And uh, you like to open it up in prayer before you bring the teaching? Yeah, of course. And um, uh, thank you uh, to be here. I appreciate everybody, and um, uh, we appreciate everything these days. So we say, dear Father in heaven, we love you and praise you so much. Um, more and more, we're coming to the realization that um, that you are everything and and that you love us so much. So we pray today that uh, what we're doing today is profitable uh, for you and uh, will uh, edify um, all of the believers and all the saints that um, and everyone who wants to uh, listen or whoever listens to us. Um, I think it's good to pray Matthew 13, 11. Uh, Jesus said, he answered and said to them, because it's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not given. So we ask, dear Father God, that everyone be given, more be given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven and uh, to help us to uh, bring that to pass today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, that was a beautiful prayer, Amen. and that's the truth. You know what? We got to take we got to take advantage of every day and just thank the Lord for another day to work. And again, I want to yeah. thank everybody for their prayers, and we're excited to be back tonight. Well, brother Peter, yeah. I'm going to turn the mic to you. Yes. Take it over, my brother. All right. Thank you very much. Um, uh, as you know, I went on holidays over in Fiji, and um, uh, it was pretty good because we were sort of uh, had nothing. Uh, on the agenda. So I had a chance to really uh, relax and uh, pray and study the word and all of that. 
And one of the things I did, I, I read a book by um, George Mueller. And uh, George Mueller, uh, if people don't know, was in the 1850s. And he set out to prove God's faithfulness. And uh, he ran orphanages. But he didn't just decide to run orphanages. He decided to prove God's faithfulness and then run an orphanage as a way of doing that. And, you know, for 60-something years, he had his supply come in and um, never missed feeding and up to 2,000 uh, orphans <laughs> in uh, one time he had going there. He gave money to mi missionaries. He uh, had more than enough to run his orphanages, buy the buildings and everything else. So um, that got me thinking not about money, um, but about thinking of what God has really done for us. And um, so uh, I was pretty taken back with that uh, testimony of George Miller. So um, it, uh, it brought me into a study, which I'd like to share um, and uh, help edify everyone with their sharing. So um, you hear all through the scripture, uh, uh, the kingdom and uh, you hear grace, the kingdom, uh, and different things about that that Jesus showed. Uh, re remember, in the um, uh, in the life of Jesus, he did the uh, the bread, uh, feeding the the five thousand and the four thousand, I think it was. And um, uh, this, I believe, is showing uh, his abundance. And uh, so I got to looking at um, I got to looking at his abundance, and uh, actually in the story of the bread, uh, remember the baskets over, and Jesus said to them, uh, "Don't you understand uh, how many baskets were left over? What that says?" And uh, I thought about that, and that, and in one case there was twelve baskets left over, and in the other case uh, there were seven. And um, then I went, "Oh my goodness." The 12 baskets are the 12 tribes of Israel and the seven is the 7,000 years that, that we'll need uh, supply. So um, the 7,000 or seven days uh, of uh, creation, so including the day of rest. So um, then I started to have a look into it and um, so we, we start off. Uh, let's have a look at uh, Matthew 27.6. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it's not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it's the price of blood. And they took counsel and brought with them a potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. It's interesting here that the blood purchased things. There was a, a transaction made with, uh, with blood money. So the field is dirt. And uh, we're made of dirt. The field is a graveyard, and we're dead in our trespasses and sins. And the field is for strangers, and we're to be reconciled to God. It's interesting that this purchase was made before even Jesus had shed his blood. There was power in the blood money then. So if we go on to uh, Revelation 5.9, it says, And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That's uh, a purchase. Uh, 
the, the word redeemed means, as we know, purchase. So um, I was thinking, um, how can the blood purchase? How can the blood purchase us? And um, it's like this, I realized. It wasn't just, um, you know, we think blood, Jesus' blood went on the ground and it's gone. You know, it's his blood, it's gone, and but we, we still now believe the blood is doing something. Well, it's a bloodline. It's it dawned on me. It's a species. It's a it's a it's a bloodline, a race, a potential race. Um, it's like if uh, uh, if I had the if I had the last apple, <laughs> I had the last apple on earth that was uh, fertile. Monsanto or some other company had uh, nuked the the apples, and uh, I'm sitting on the last apple. Well, if I'm sitting on the last apple, how much is that apple worth? One apple? Or is it worth, if I plant it, apples forever? So my enemy comes and steals this apple, and he gets caught, and and in the he eats it. So that we go to the court and, and, and I say, I want my apple back. And the judge says, here's an apple. I say, no, it's not fertile. I, I have to have my apple so I can plant it and have apples forever. So I want payment for that. If you can't give me an apple, you've eaten the only apple. So the bloodline's the same. Um, I was going to leave my apple trees orchards to my family and they would sell apples to the world and their children and their children and their children so how much is that apple worth that that apples if you think about it is enough to bankrupt the world one apple so how much more is one life the scripture says who can speak of his descendants how much is one if jesus had a, had a son and and because he never had the curse of death on him, that son lived forever. How much would that human being be worth in terms of what they could earn, what they could do, what they could accomplish in their life? What's the payment for one eternal soul? And the answer has to be priceless. So um, it, it's the payback for the blood of Jesus that redeems us. Jesus, who can talk of his descendants? He was denied justice. So it's the payback that gives us our redemption and also our supply. His body was broken, never to be able to have children again, completely whipped and destroyed. It says he was really marred beyond recognition, not like the movie show. He was made into mincemeat. Absolutely unlivable body. So um, his body is us. We no longer live, but it's Christ that lives in us. So he died and left us a last will and testament. That's an inheritance. So um, that inheritance is available to everybody who enters the kingdom of God. Why? 
because you must be born again. When you're born again into the kingdom of God, you then are died and raised with Jesus Christ. You're, you're, you're a child then, translated from the inheritance of Adam to the inheritance of the second Adam, Jesus. And that's done lawfully and legally and righteously because Jesus was denied his children. So God says, no, you can have your children back, but you can't make children anymore so you can take them from these dead people and make them alive in you. So that we, we know all that. But let's have a look at what it really means because um, uh, in Isaiah 53, 52 verse 3, it says, For thus says the Lord God, you have sold yourselves for nothing, and ye shall be redeemed without money. All things that the Father has are mine, says Jesus in John sixteen thirteen. That means Jesus has everything. Why? The payback for his blood and body bankrupted the universe. It's enough to bankrupt every planet in the universe, the whole of the known creation. That's how much the blood of Jesus is worth. When you consider all the souls that could have been born as children that never got born and everything they would have done and everything they would have accomplished forever and ever and ever, it, the, the compensation is enough to bankrupt the universe. So, howbeit when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it to you, all things that the Father has are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take off mine and show it unto you. Jesus is saying he owns everything that God owns. Everything. Jesus owns all things. He has given us all things for the free, for free. And this is good news in the kingdom. See, before Jesus' death, God owned cattle on a thousand hills. But after Jesus' death, the compensation means everything is owned by Jesus. So the work of the Holy Spirit is to give you all things that come from Jesus to glorify Jesus as the goal of it. Um, time's moving, so I'm going to do this quick. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. Matthew 11:27 says, All things are delivered unto me of the Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, he himself the Son will reveal to him. When Jesus reveals us to the Father, we inherit all things. All things. All things. Come unto me, ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's rest from everything. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. We have all things in the kingdom. We just need to receive them. And how is it received? Um, Jesus says he's been given all things. In 1 Corinthians 3.21 it says, Therefore let no man glory in men. Nothing to do with men. For all things are yours. Whether Paul, Apollos, Cephas, the world, life, death, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. And ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Jesus gets all things through us having all things. He's got all things. He gives it to us. We have them, and then he has us, and then God has him. Amazing. So we have inherited all things, and all things are ours. It says, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Now, 
this 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 brings up a subject I'm going to talk about in a second. God, God that made the world, the cosmos, and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. He lives in us. Neither, we know, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he need anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. This is the good news of the kingdom, is that we are given all things. In 1 Corinthians 2.12, we have received not the spirit of the world, cosmos, but the spirit which is in which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We don't know them, but God's spirit shows us the things that are freely given to us. Freely. So First uh, Peter one four says to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. The inheritance in heaven is reserved for us, safe in heaven. It cannot be lost or wasted because it's safe, and it's given to us as daily bread. See when. <laughs> When we realize that Jesus owns all things, you drive up the highway, you see the world in all their cars and their houses and everything they've got. It all belongs to Jesus. He's been given all things. And by his grace, he allows them to use it. Romans 8.32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely... Give us all things. Note, it's with him we get the promise. It's not by principles outside of him. Yet, principles are powerful. Principles are work. But we can go with principles into the world and use them and have success to a point, but it's not safe because it's treasure on earth. You store, have to store it up to have it uh, in the bank for later. Jesus is saying, I've got the treasure in heaven. I'll give it to you every day, so don't worry. God used principles to bring Jesus about and bring the cross to deliver to us our supply, all things. Yes, the principles work, but if you go outside of the cross with the principles, you're missing out on the freely give part, the free stuff. You, you've got to actually go sow and reap. You've got to go. Um, uh, you've got to go uh, earn it. See, the compensation for Jesus' body and blood bankrupted everything, so you can't earn it. You can't even rob God these days because he owns everything <laughs> and he's given us everything. <laughs> you, you know, if he owns everything, how can you rob him? <laughs> you can't. You can't. So, um, well, Psalm 8, Psalm 8, 4 says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that thou visit him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. This is man. And thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands and has put all things under his feet. Look, in the beginning, God gave everything to Adam. He hasn't changed. 
He's given us all things. John 3.35, the Father loved the Son and has given all things into his hand. <laughs> Everything the lost world's got belongs to Jesus. They don't know it. <laughs> so Jesus said, though, this is the way, this is the way you get hold of my benefits. He begged Peter, remember, uh, he, he, he begged Peter and he goes, just after the cross, he's come back and he says to Peter, if you love me, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my sheep. And he, he said it three times because he got Peter to deny him three times so that he could give him that message and it would hit home. Now, the question is, what is the food? What is the food? I asked the question, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. What is the food? Now, we've been preached to that the food is the Bible. The food's the word of God, and there's a confusion because the the Bible is real name is the scripture. You can't say in first in uh, John, first think of John, in the beginning was the scripture, and the scripture became flesh and dwelt among us. See, there's a... There's a, the word, words on a book, and then there's this description. I give you my word. I make a promise. I'll pick you up after work. I give you my word. I'll be there on time. That that's a um, that's a that's a promise, and that's the word. Because you can say, in the beginning was the word, the promise, and the promise became flesh and dwelt among us. So um, it's we live off the promise of God. And the food is the promise of God. Feed my sheep the promise. Now, Jesus just got past the Passover and he said, this is real food. This is real blood. This is real drink and real food. His body and blood. And I'm thinking, yeah, his body and blood. But, you know, I can't really drink it. I can pretend I'm drinking it with the bread and the wine. But no, then it dawned on me. It's got an attachment. Um, uh, the compensation's attached to it. And we receive our personal food at the communion. That's where it is, on the table, what we've been talking about. See, the real money in the kingdom of heaven is blood. The money just has an attachment to it. You have a, a note, and money has an attachment to it called value. It's a piece of paper. You can't do anything with it. So it has attachment to it called value. So the value of the blood of Jesus is attached to the blood of Jesus. So to personally, to personally receive the value, it's only fair that you take it at the communion. And God designed everything around the communion table. He showed us by the – he made us so we have to eat. He didn't have to. He made us so we had to eat to show us that that's how you get your substance at your dinner table and to show us that's how you receive from him. Now, I believe the blood and the body of Jesus has paid for us to be supplied righteously by God forever, not just now, forever. Because, you know, his compensation and we are his body allows him to legally and righteously and fairly supply us forever. Amazing. So he says, first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things can be added to you. What is that? What is the kingdom of God? Matthew 29 verse 5 says, 
about the wise virgins. They understood how you got the kingdom of God. They purchased it. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves the oil. What is that? Proverbs 22.23 says, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. You buy them. Who is the truth? Truth is Jesus. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and my cup. Psalm 116 verse 5. Now, if someone leaves you an inheritance, you've got to sow or reap to, to get your inheritance or just go see the lawyer and pick up the check. We've got an inheritance. See, grace, grace is for Jesus. And we are Jesus' body. Amazing grace is not for us anymore because we don't live. It's Christ that lives in us. We died and we're risen with Jesus. So the grace is in the kingdom of heaven. This is why Paul is saying all through this, the New Testament, grace to you, grace to you, grace to you, grace to you, grace to you. They were ministering grace. We're saved by grace. Um, somebody said, uh, I asked someone, what is grace? <laughs> and they said, grace is unmerited favor. No, no. It, it is, but it's not. Grace is, if you look at the plural, grace is being gracious. Grace is being kind. Grace is love in action. Grace is where someone forgives you, looks after you, is kind to you, all those things. You can earn that or you cannot earn that. It's not subject to being earned or not earned. But the grace, the grace that's given us is out of the bankruptcy, the riches of the glory of Jesus on the cross where he bankrupted everything. He, you know, if I go back to my Apple story, if it was the uh, government that stole my Apple, and it was proved in court they got to pay it back, I, I could bankrupt the country. So rather than kick everyone out, I can say, look, you can all keep your stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to be hard on everyone. That's grace. And, um, but where I go and where my children go, you give me an Apple card, and wherever I spend my money, you pay for it. That's all. That's grace. And when I give that card to my children, to spend and say, go spend whatever you want. Um, this card will pay the price. That's grace in action. So we're saved by grace through faith because you can't cash in the app unless you use the card. So faith is using the card. Um, in Isaiah 52.1, he says, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters, ye that has no money, <laughs> come by. And eat, yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. How do you buy without money and without price? So what I believe happens in the communion is, is that we, if, this is the powerful point. If we come to the communion table 
and I'm actually going to start some small groups here, and we're going to have dinners as communion. Yeah, and and we're not going to make it a little thimble or a little bit of biscuit. We're we're going to show the abundance of the communion, what it is, that it is our only supply. Yes, all the promises of God are yes in Jesus. You can't go running outside of him and collect the promises. If you want to go to Deuteronomy 28 and get them, you'll get curses attached to them if you fail. See, Jesus harvested the blessings of Israel and broke his body to share it with us. Revelation 3.18 says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that ye may be rich. What is that? What is that? It's the kingdom that's purchased. Listen to this, Matthew 13.44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, which when a man hath found, he hid it, and for joy go and sell all he has and buys that field. That's a transaction. Another part it says, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man. Matthew 13, 45. And the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking godly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now we're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb that came in the flesh. At the communion, I believe you can do this. You take communion and you say, God, fill up my account with the grace to give me peace in my life. Then you spend that grace. You buy your problems. I pay for that problem with the stripes of Jesus. By his stripes we're healed. It's the payback for his stripes where we're healed. You demon, I buy you. You pay for the blood and body of Jesus. You pay for what you've done. Because I found locked up inside of the ark is Aaron's rod with snakes inside, bound to the law. They have to pay the law and the bread's in there. They've got to pay for the manna. It's in there altogether. Um, if we take the example of um, the snake on the uh, Mo, uh, Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, a burning snake. Who's that? That's not Jesus. Jesus never referred to as a snake. That's Satan being judged for the crucifixion. Now, yeah, when you see Satan judged, he's judged and burned on a snake. You get healed. Uh, Another place it says, let my judgments save me. Let your judgments save me. See, that's God pointing out when you get bitten by snakes, you can go to the cross and crucify the devil. So in the communion, you receive the grace, which is the power through the Holy Spirit, which the job of the Holy Spirit is to actually deliver the grace to us, the power and the fire, so that we can burn our enemies. It says in another place, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all the saints. We get the power to execute judgment from the communion. The virgins knew that. Go and buy. 
So Jesus is giving you the way of the kingdom of heaven here in Matthew 6.26. He's saying, behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, nor do they reap, nor do they gather into barns, save in the bank account. Yet your heavenly father feeds them and ye are not, are you not worth more than they? So he's saying, yes, look, you can sow and reap. That's fine. But that's not the kingdom. The kingdom uses the principle of sowing and reaping. God sowed Jesus and he reaps us. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why you take thought for your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. And they don't even work and they don't even spin. Yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like they are. So he goes on to say, for therefore take no thought saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or where will she be clothed? That means don't worry about it because after these things the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows you have need of all these things. And the good news is he's provided all these things through the payback of the blood and body of Jesus. Devil's doing all he can to get people away from the blood and body of Jesus because when someone when, oh, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. He says, but first you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these shall be added. That's the way. He says, don't sow. Don't worry about sowing. Don't worry about reaping. Don't worry about doing anything. Seek first the kingdom and these things shall be added to you, not earned by you, not deserved by you, added to you. Therefore, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take the thought of the things of itself. It's a day by day thing. It's sufficient to the day. Is the evil thereof. Daily bread. The principles of God work. God used them to deliver us a supply for free through Jesus. We can go to the principles outside of Jesus, but this is not the kingdom. The principles will work, but nowhere is as blessed as the kingdom. That's the free part. Also, outside of the kingdom, it's not safe as treasure on earth can be stolen. Jesus' treasure cannot be stolen or squandered as it's given daily. If you lose today, there's always supply of tomorrow because it's in heaven with Jesus. This is designed to take the worry out of life. In Luke 22.30, Jesus said that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. He was given it from the Father in that scripture and he said he gives it to us. Why? So we've got supply. It, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5.8, Therefore let us keep the feast. What's that? It's all about the feast. It's all about the payback for Jesus' blood and body given to us because God loves us and that's to his glory. He loves us. That's to his praise. He loves us. That's to his honour. He loves us. He says, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Psalm 34, 8. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Psalm 116, 13. That's what we've got to do at communion. It's, it's a crying shame. It's been reduced to a little thimble and a, and a broken cracker. Oh, my goodness. It was a meal. To show the abundance of God comes this way. You can't get a blessing. You cannot get any blessings from God outside of the body and blood of Jesus. 
You can't. You can't. The uh, Everything is owed to Jesus for his blood and body. Jesus says it here. Then Jesus said it to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. John 6.53. We know that one. But have we thought about that one? Except, not that you, it doesn't say except you sowed and reaped. It doesn't say anything like that. It says unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. So what is eating his flesh and drinking his blood? The bread. The bread of God is he, Jesus, which is from heaven and giveth life. John 6.33. How does it give life? It's payback. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. John 6.58. Our daily bread, Matthew 6.11. So it's daily. That keeps it safe from the devil stealing it. And it's unlimited. Oh, yeah. That guy, George Mueller, proved it. And they did eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained. Twelve baskets full. Matthew 14.20. That's directly pointing those 12 baskets, the bread of deliverance never runs out as it, as the body of Jesus bankrupted the creation. The 12 baskets point to the 12 tribes of Israel and their blessings as harvested in the body of Jesus now broken for us to eat. We get the payback as an inheritance. Jesus' body has the payback attached to it. How much was it worth? It's worth everything. And it will supply our needs, whether we know it or not, throughout heaven and eternity. And it will allow the justness of God to bring peace after all this is over to all of us forever. That is eternal life, is knowing Jesus, knowing God, knowing and being supplied by God. This is amazing. This is uh, if we go up to Leviticus, we'll see the showbread table. You can check it out. It's 12 loaves of bread, and it's got frankincense on it to be a memorial offering by fire. Who had frankincense put on him? It points directly to Jesus. Jesus harvested the promises to Israel, the, the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham doesn't come to us outside of Jesus, the seed, one seed. It says here in Acts 8.33, in his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. It's his descendants that we are as repayment from that depriving of justice. We are saved by justice. We're saved by the payback. Perfect justice must be paid back. The law of God makes sure the justice prevails. The law of God makes sure grace is full. The law of God makes sure Jesus is paid back. If you have an insurance claim for a car accident or something and they don't pay, you go to the court and make them pay. It says here in Exodus, If any mischief follows, then you shall give life for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Exodus 21, 23 to 25. 
This means that Jesus is deserving a payback compensation as the value of Jesus' blood cannot be calculated. Jesus explained this too in a coin. Remember, uh, they said to him, you know, whose is the money? And he said, bring me the coin. Whose image is on it? And they said, Caesar's. And he said, pay to Caesar what's Caesar's and to God what's God's. So they, he's showing two currencies. And if you think about it, the image of Jesus is on the cross. The image of his son and the money is blood money. And it's for us. That's the good news. <laughs> Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. You know, let's black and white. John 6, 35. He didn't say, I'm the principle you use, did he? He said, I am the bread of life. So, in the Song of Songs, there's a scripture, 5.1. I am come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my mirth with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. And I've drunk my wine with my milk. Oh, friends, drink ye, drink abundantly, oh, beloved. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. So through his poverty... You might be rich. Yes, our life is forever financed by the compensation owed to Jesus. You know, if we go to the table of grace, the table, and take communion and let, uh, let God know our problems, and say, God, give me the grace to purchase my problems. Give me the grace to buy my issues. Give me the grace to judge Satan in my life. Give me the grace for justice in my life. Pay me, to me, the payback that Jesus earned. Not my payback. We don't have a payback because we died. You know, we, we don't have an Adamic inheritance. We died. Oh, yes, we have the enemies of the Adamic race following us, the spirits, the devil, the demons. So this is why the prayer is, thy kingdom come. This must be made at the communion. I suggest do the communion every day. Do it three times a day if you have needs. And watch the Lord fly. Watch the kingdom come. Jesus said, pray for the kingdom to come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're going to pay for your food in heaven. God's going to get there and say, go sow and reap, you know, for your supply, lest you'll be hungry. No. 
The table is in the kingdom. I give you the scripture again in Luke 22, 29, 30. I am point unto you a kingdom as my father has appointed to me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging. Ah, it says judging Israel. Judging means separate, put asunder, to pick out, to select, to choose. It's not what we think judging is. You know, you go to a smorgasbord and you, and you judge what you've got to take off the table. There's blessings in the 12 tribes of Israel that were particular to our problems. So it's judging. You can say this, that you may eat and drink in my table, in my kingdom, to sit on thrones, to separate, put us under, to pick out, to select or choose from the 12 tribes of Israel's blessings. The table is in the kingdom, eating, drinking and judging. The kingdom of God is within us. That means the table is within us. That's why in Psalm 23 it says he sets up a table in the presence of our enemies. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Luke 12, 32, when we cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom has come. Luke eleven twenty. heal the sick, the kingdom of God has come nigh to you. Luke 10, 9, buy your sickness. I, I've been crucified with Jesus Christ. I can't be sick. I've already suffered with him. I was in him. Legally and technically, we were in his body as his children when he was on the cross. That's the legal connection. I hereby buy from the kingdom of grace my healing. I hereby ask for the grace and receive through the act of the communion my agreement and my acceptance for my healing and my deliverance. It says here in Daniel 7.22, Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. That's Daniel 7.22. It's the time we have the kingdom now. You know, we don't understand. I did not understand what grace was. But yes, grace has been earned by Jesus. And it's ours as a legal contract in his blood, an inheritance that's ours to accept and take. But of course, if we go running everywhere else, this God's fine. But what about let's go to the source, go to the one that owns everything. Grace, let me give you a dictionary from Grace I found on, the, on um, Google. Grace, the noun. Smoothness and elegance of movement. She moves through the water with effortless grace. Synonyms, elegance, stylishness, poise, finesse, charm, gracefulness, dexterity, deftness, fluidity of movement, fluence, flow, suppleness, smoothness, ease, effortless, naturalness, neatness, precision, agility, nimbleness, lightfootness, informal poetry, in motion, rare flowingness. She has a natural grace, a ballerina. 
moved graciously. Courteous, goodwill. This is, um, he had the good grace to apologise to her afterwards. Synonyms, courtesy, courteousness, politeness, manners, good manners, mannerless, civility, decorum, decency, breeding, respect, respectfulness, consideration, thought, thoughtfulness, tact, tactfulness, diplomacy, etiquette. At least he had the grace to look sheepish. Verb, to bring honour or credit to someone or something by one's attendance or participation. He is one of the best players who have ever graced the game. Synonyms. Distinguish, distinction, to add dignity, honour, bestow honour, favour, enhance, luster, magnify, ennoble, glorify, elevate, make lofty, upgrade. An upgrade. Yes, we're saved by the upgrade. Deliverance is the restoring of our software. Yes, we have like a computer virus in us, a spirit. God breathed into Adam. He became a living soul with the breath. Dirt became alive with a breath in it. The dirt, the breath made dirt able to move. We unfortunately have received from the fall of man at the garden the agreement to receive other software other spirits and when they get in us they produce those sorts of fruits that we don't want anger malice greed and all the other problems yes the grace that god has given us delivers us and resets our software heals us from sickness it's the restoration of the corruption that's in the world through the lust of the devil lust of man so, Shannon, I hope that's good message. Um, Excellent message. If you're just joining us, we're live with Peter Whiffen from the Gold Coast of Australia. Peter, what shall we uh, title this for the archive? The Currency of the Kingdom. I like that. The Currency of the Kingdom. Peter, I, um, I want good, you eh? to... Man, great. Great teaching. We're getting, we're getting testimonies everywhere. You sit down and you do communion. Wow, it breaks everything loose. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You know, I get people to testify this. Dear God, I come to you and I receive the grace from your bro broken body and shed blood only. And everywhere else I've gone to receive things, I now turn away from and turn to you to this. Are you going to put this in a writing and put it up on your website? Yeah, if anyone wants to email me, they can also have it. I've got it in uh, text of notes in uh, in, a, in Word. I'll put it, probably put it on uh, PDF or something. Oh, yeah. And if they email fantastic. me, I'll, I'll be happy to email it to them anytime, along with a copy of the Bible, the now, Names Amplification Bible. Folks, get your pen and paper ready. You want to ask Peter for a copy of these. This is awesome. Peter, um, tell people how they can reach out to you. And request this, and also tell them how they can support your ministry. Okay, it's um, uh, Peter Whiffen, which is W H I double F for Facebook, I for Igloo, N for Nelly, Whiffen. Peter Whiffen, W H I F F I N, at hotmail.com. And give out your website as well. 
Um, it's um, hiskingdomstable.com. Hiskingdomstable.com. Now, that, there's a booklet there. Um, it's free, of course. It's um, uh, deliverance is on the table or at the table. So it's got a lot of stuff in that, and it's got some prayers in that. And um, I've actually just upgraded it. So those who got it before, if they want it again, it's there. Just uh, click on it. It's yours. I wanted to have the Bible there, but the software won't allow it uh, because of the file's too big. That's got to be a large file. Uh, is it possible to um, – mm. well, let's see. How, how would they get a copy? Can you email that to them? Yeah, it'll it'll email fine. I've been emailing it out, and um, you know, I, I believe in practicing the faith. I, I just do everything for free, um, Shannon, because I know you've helped me in the past, and I really appreciate you helping me because um, I, I actually have to give you some honor because without you, I wouldn't be here. Well, I tell you, you know what? We we help each other in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, God. We're all one family in the body of Christ. And you know what? We, uh, we're doing these programs together. And I, if you have been blessed by these teachings, I want to encourage you to uh, support Brother Peter. And um, Peter, you would like to get the Names Amplification Bible in hard copy, right? Yeah, I've got it ready point? to go as a, um, as a study Bible in uh, A4 size. And uh, I've had some test uh, pages run off. I can get it done on some really nice um, antique looking tin paper. So um, I just, um, since, as soon as uh, the button's pushed and um, the, the resource happens for that, it'll come out. And um, as a printed one, it'll be great because you can mark it up. Be because really, uh, you know, we went to Fiji and I gave it out over there. What <laughs> lady, she got it and she just, I put it on her phone and, and she just went, oh, and she loved it, you know couldn't believe it and um it's such a blessing that and bible I, i'm still amazed that god gave me that uh project but anyway no one ever done it in history before fantastic uh it's a mission that got it's a blessing it sure yeah. is now you know you're... there's 17 percent of the bible is names and and if we don't know the meaning of their words uh, of, of the names, the meaning of the words, you know, how are we going to understand the Bible, what God wants us to know? And really, he's, he's just pointing, he's just pointing directly to his grace, which is, his grace is his love in action to us. That's what grace is, a fluid movement of love in action. And that's that's what he wants us to know. That's why it's good news. It, it, it's it's awesome news. Have our name you written know, in the Lamb's been, Book of Life. Yeah, since I've been practicing this, my my daughter got a license. She virtually got a free car. She got a twenty thousand scholarship. Um, we we got a free holiday to Fiji. And I don't want to brag about things. I'm not bragging. It's just like. Needs start happening. Needs start met, being met. You know, we have to know. God wants us to know he loves us and everything's important to him, I believe. Everything. It's, and he wants us. He wants us to get it daily. He wants to commune with us daily. 
Not just bless you and you run off and forget him. <laughs> we have to go there daily. That's what George Miller done. And actually, if anyone wants a free copy of that book, I got that book here too on my computer. What's his last name? George Mueller or Miller? Uh, Mueller. M-U-L-L-E-R. George Mueller. And man, he, he describes where they were. Yeah, he describes where they were down and out and um, no nothing. And they'd sit down and eat a meal to eat the meal with all the kids and there'd be a knock at the door and the provision would come in. <laughs> so uh, millions and millions of dollars. Exciting testimony. I'd like to order a copy of that book myself. Now, if you oh, enjoyed... It's free. I'll just send it to you. Somebody sent it to me. <laughs> and uh, it's on a... I'll send it over to your email for you. It's, you, it's, it's really good. It's really good. If you all enjoyed <laughs> tonight's program, you're going to uh, be glad to hear. We've got Peter already scheduled for his next broadcast. We're out of time for this show, but Peter, I love you. And uh, great yeah. teaching. We'll have this up in the archive tonight called The Currency of the Kingdom. Peter, would you like to close it out in prayer? Yep. Thank you, Father God, for everything. We love you and praise you for the for the honor of your word, which is your promise, which is your love to us, which is your son. <laughs> and we thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my brother. I'll see you next time. Okay, thanks a lot. Bless you too. That was Peter Whiffen. Now, don't change that dial. We're going to be right back. Let me um, go ahead and log into Channel 2. For some reason, Channel 1 just fell down, but... That's okay. Let me dial in, and we'll get the phone lines back up. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.